Hey guys, welcome to the Varsity Radio Show. This is Seth Henniger. You are listening to 88.5 JFM and the coolest guys in the studio are with me today. Sitting to my right, the bearded, bald-headed wonder from down under, my good friend Jameson Fowler. Hey there, hi there, ho there. How's it going, guys? <laughs> also, bringing back the shades in the studio, like my good friend Ricky used to. Mikey, <laughs> yeah, Josh, yeah, Josh. And now tell them who it is. The redheaded, <laughs> sassy wiggles unicorn Brad Hudson. That's right, you heard it. Cool yep. enough to bring back the shades and have the best nickname I've ever heard. That's right. I'm glad you like it. Yep. I just I felt inspired one day, so you received it. So absolutely. Anyway, wow. also in the studio, nothing would happen without this man. He is a wonder like no other. He is <laughs> the Willy Wonka of radio, <laughs> Steven Spiegel. Hey everybody, how's it going? You know you like that name, oh, Steven. Yeah. yeah, I do. My name's pretty nice. <laughs> oh, the Willy Wonka of radio. The Willy Wonka. The Willy Wonka of radio. <laughs> nice. Yeah. My name's. Yeah. You seem pretty excited about that last week. The Oompa is not here, so we're good. Uh, awesome. <laughs> I will fight you if you say that again. Stop. Also, uh, anyway. I do. Ha- I have fears of the actual Oompa I know, right? Yeah. Can you imagine that, though? Seriously. You like, get a cautionary tale, and then you die. But why would you not be afraid of the Oompa Loompas? I know. You're going to get ser- Your death will be serenaded by small orange men. I would be scared of that, too. With green, With green hair. hair. Yeah, that's With green hair. And lo- it looks like Hershey Kisses. Like, green Hershey Kisses. It's like they're rubbing it in. It's like, this is why you die, because like you have bad moral character. <laughs> and this is what you get. <laughs> this is the lesson that, that they tried to teach us. The as irony children. of your demise... Have you now? You've watched the original Willy Wonka, right? Yeah, there's only one. Okay, mm-hmm. so we're not going to talk about that. Hey, but the, so le- the original one. Let's talk about the the lesson. The Oompa-Loompas I- are so sarcastic. <laughs> and mean. So speaking of life lessons and stuff that we can be taught by media, yes. this media is going to teach you a lesson about food. Yeah, mm-hmm. about good food. Good yeah, food. tell us about with it. the cheesiest cheese and the breadiest bread. The no. breadiest bread. I like that. And bread. there's hopping toppings. Saucy. Saucy. That's so good, guys. That would be Marco's Pizza that fits all those qualifications. And they have awesome pizza e pizza and subs, salads, signs, desserts, beverages. And all that's located at 7360 Highway 431, Albertville, in the shops of Albertville. But they can also deliver to you if you live uh, within the range of the Sardis Line south of the River Bridge in Gunnersville. Uh, you can order pizza by calling 256-660-5666 or going to marcos.com. Yeah, wonderful place. Wonderful. Uh, anyway, hey, we're going to Memes of the Week. And this is my one of my favorite memes of all time. I'm just going to be honest. I love this because I just feel like there were some fans that had to feel like we did. You know, I don't know if you've ever watched an Alabama-Auburn game, which everybody in here has. Uh, what is that? But yeah, obviously. Mean? But anyway, so in, in watching the Iron Bowl, two teams have to be competitive for it to be a game, right? Thank you, Jameson. I I agree. <clears throat> but but getting to my point, oh, <laughs> that was, uh, a few years ago, and ESPN thinks it's hilarious to replay this every Iron Bowl. That'd be CBS and Gary Daniels, Gary Danielson's mastermind. Let's not put his name anywhere near the show. Let's say, let's just add. That. So so anyway, we have this play where there was a kick 
And it was returned in the last second of the game. History repeats itself, my friends. In such a beautiful way. And God, what's, what's the term that's used to uh, <laughs> to say what that is? It's karma. called karma. It's called karma. No, no. Not actual, so. In, it's, it's called karma. the kick the six. Actual t- there you go. Yeah, the, kick, the six. kick six. It was a field goal. It wasn't just any kick. It wasn't a kickoff or a punt. <laughs> it was a field goal. And this, which, this meme just relates to me, right? Yeah. <laughs> and you can go check out my personal Facebook account and see where I, I posted a similar. Yes. And so, Dang. so anyway, it says this. Hey, Auburn got a second. Not so cute now, is it? Mm. Uh huh. Yeah. Wow, the yeah. turntables. Nick Saban wow. is standing there holding what? He's a, holding a national, national championship, championship trophy. Yeah. My the ho- old one, the pretty my one. Ho- my what, ho- I, what I don't understand is I've seen. Now, no, no disrespect to. This is not. A, this is not really a shot at Bruce Pearl or Auburn because they had no. a fantastic run. Best I mean, season. Of oh their my gosh! History. I was pulled. I, you know. They want to argue about calls at the end of the game. I mean, the way they overcame that 10-point deficit at the end, I really thought Pretty this impressive. is about to happen. And the way that those guys played defense was just incredible. Yeah. But um, I will say somebody just needs to check yourself before you make memes and then post them. Because you, this guy left himself, not this one in particular, I, I meant to share it, I forgot to, left himself wide open. Uh, <laughs> he listed all the things that, Auburn basketball, or Bruce Pearl has done at Auburn basketball since he's been hired. Yeah. And he's extremely impressive. Including that, you know, the Final Four appearance, mm-hmm. all these, all the points and records and taking them, having the best record and yeah. everything I like that. I think Ricky actually shared this, now yeah. that I think about it. Yeah. That's where I saw it. And, um, like, you know, it's, I mean, to me, that's Coach of the Year material right there. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's wild what he's been able to do. But then he, they, they had to go too far and say, is there anything this man can't do? Which left every Alabama fan in the world to be like, win a national championship? <laughs> All right, just, moving forward. I think, I think we've... Be we've aware when you're making a meme. Yeah. yeah so be aware. Don't, don't so the track just, record is 170 games, won the SEC regular season, and the championship of the SEC. Had at least impressive. Had at least one all-SEC player in the last three years. Best... Uh, sorry, beat the three winningest programs in... In school, in history, back to back to back, had the first team from the state of Alabama to reach the Final Four, turned Auburn into a football and basketball school. Very clever. Uh, turned Bama fans into a collective group of whiners who use football stats and basketball conversation because they have nothing else. Very clever as well. Is there anything this man can't do? See, they just they went one step too far. Just, just they almost had it. And, and our then, good friend Ricky says, "Win an NCAA like national championship." Boom roasted all these people who never watched a basketball game in their life. They were all of a sudden just mm-hmm. delved into they, everything they basketball. They couldn't name three players on their man. team, but all of a sudden they were basketball fans. Okay, uh, la- anyway. last meme. Moving on. Last meme right here, and this is uh, Ricky also shared this one. It's hilarious. Pool Gator. There's a man pulling a, a massive gator out of the pool. He says, imagine waking up and seeing a nine-foot alligator in your South Florida swimming pool. Happened this morning up in Palm Beach Garden. I would imagine it, but, like, this would only happen in Florida. Yeah, my largest life imagination. Like, I don't I don't see myself in South Florida owning a pool, yeah. personally. So. Me. You're me, not old me yet. either. But anyway, yeah, you, we can relate to that, except for seeing gators everywhere. Anyway, so... <laughs> We are going to go to some music and be back with FCA 
All right, this is brand new. It's from Servants called Happy, featuring V Rose, right here on the Varsity Radio Show. It's time for the FCA Moment of the Week. And on the phone, we have the legendary Russ Daniels. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. How are you? I am so great. The UAH legend. Right, Brad? Yes. Yeah. Uh, the, the legend that is not me. <laughs> the other legend. I see, I see where you went with that. Yeah. Anyway. He took that personal. Wow. All right. Personal. So, Russ, how you been doing these days? I'm doing great. A lot of stuff going on at FCA the past couple of weeks, so been very busy, but uh, that's, that's always a good thing with FCA. So, uh, been doing well. How about y'all? We are fantastic. Just, doing good. Just just living the dream and looking good while we do it. <laughs> if I do say so myself. Did you get that, Russ? What was that? He said living the dream and looking good doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I guess you can claim that for yourself. Okay. <laughs> I mean. So, Russ, tell me, what are... It ain't bragging if it's true. Uh, you know what I mean? just... Tell me tell me two things going on in FCA. Tell us the two biggest pressing things happening in your world right now. Well, uh, as far as Marshall County, we've got our field debate coming up um, next week. So that will be at Albertville High School and Fine Arts Center, um, and that is open to everybody. We really are encouraging students to come. Um, it'll be next Wednesday night, starting at 5.30 at the Albertville Fine Arts Center. Um, and we're inviting students and then people in the community to come. And just to hear about the mission of SCA, we also have a guest speaker who's going to be coming to share the gospel. And, um, but just hearing a little bit more about exactly what SCA is. So that's a big thing coming up from Marshall County. And then uh, we also have that same event going on the next night in Coleman County. And we also just announced uh, the guest for the PLT party. I saw uh, that. Our PLT conference. Uh, yes, PLT conference is August 2nd and 3rd this year. And they announced the, the special guests, which are uh, for King and Country. And Anthem Lights and then Teddy Robertson is going to be speaking that night. So uh, we're very excited, uh, and we, we've got some good feedback on people just being really excited about the group that we've got coming. So uh, we're pumped about that, and finally able to release that to the public was fun, and that was really exciting. So It's going to be quite the event. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're looking forward to it. PLT is always amazing, and um, just, you know, just God move in some incredible ways there, and just also, being able to, to bring in the community for the concert is a pretty sweet thing, too, just so, so they can see, you know, the actual ministry firsthand right there with, you know, close 600, 700 students there. So, it's pretty sweet. That's fantastic, man. I am so excited for y'all and everything going on. Yeah, PLT is going to be huge this year. Sadie Hawkins. Uh, Sadie Con- Robertson. Sadie Robertson. <laughs> In the Sadie Hawkins, the Sadie Hawkins dance, dance. you yeah, got Reliant yeah. K in your head. Sadie, I, I yeah, I do. Sadie Hawkins oh, dance oh, oh. in my khaki pants. Go. Have you heard that song, Russ? Uh, I don't know that I have. Oh, hmm. he didn't listen to Reliant K. Hmm. Anyway, it's okay. So <laughs> he'll, yeah. in, he'll still get into heaven. He just won't live his full of life. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Russ, so y'all have Sadie Robinson, and you've got King and Country. And it's it's gonna be amazing. 
going to be really great. Yeah. And uh, Fields right. of Faith, if you're here in Marshall County, you need to be a part of that. It's at the Albertville Fine Arts Center next Wednesday, starting at 530, Russ? Yes, 530 today. And I will say, too, you know, if you're a youth pastor listening or you're involved in church and you have a concern, hey, that's not too to me to use. Uh, you know, we won't be sensitive to that. We're not trying to take that away from uh, the churches. You know, we completely understand that's a, that's a very busy night in churches. Uh, but we kind of, we're hoping it to be something that everybody can kind of come together with. I know there's a group, Outwardly United, which is just a couple of churches that get together and uh, like to do things together once or a couple times a year, and they decided this would be something they wanted to do. So there are other churches coming that want to use this to be a part, um, and so we'd love to, but, uh, you know, want to be clear, we're not trying to step on any, any churches, and we understand you've got youth going on that night. So just want to put that out there as well, Some just being able to try to communicate that with, with youth pastors and um, so a lot of them are, that are coming are just really excited to be able to kind of do that. And they, some are doing it a little different. They have get together with the group before and take the group all over together so you still get that time together. Um, so there's different ways to go about it. So, um, but we recognize you know, Wednesday night is obviously busy for, for church and stuff. Awesome. Well, Russ, we really appreciate your phone call. We appreciate all that you do for FCA. And, uh, man, we just hope you have a fantastic week. Mm-hmm. Hope that table's still holding up. Man, <laughs> the table is, man. I thought about that the other day. Every time I call here, we talk about the table, so it's yeah. holding up. So. It's because we uh, care, Russ. Uh, it's because we care. <laughs> thank you all for letting me come on and thank you all for all that y'all do and your partnership with us. So, uh, very thankful. Always good to talk to you all. So. Uh, all right. Good to talk to you, Russ. And now, today's clutch moment. Yeah, today we're actually talking about something that happened to Jameson <laughs> Monday. <laughs> Jameson is an employee. If you ever want to uh, meet him and get his autograph. My autograph. Yeah, you're going to have to pull a third shifter to do it. But yeah. Jameson is, uh, he I'm, works there at the Walmart. And I'm he the ex- clean team supervisor at Come uh, on, somebody. my local Gunnersville Walmart. Yeah. Why is your local Walmart squeaky clean? Because it's of Jameson, Jameson Fowler. Fowler. It's yeah. because, because of my team. That's right. So, Jameson actually survived a tornado this yep. week. We're going to be talking about storms, and uh, he, he doesn't remember it, but... I don't remember it. <laughs> no, go ahead. Tell, tell him about your survival I was, story. I was just, you know, that night was kind of a crazy night. We were shorthanded, and I was having to do... Uh, I was having to help out in the back room, and I was stocking water. Uh, stocking gallons of water, and uh, we were, we pretty much got the night whooped. And I thought, okay, I'm not, everything's gonna be okay. I'm gonna get off on time. And then I knew the weather was kind of bad, and I, you know, called called my people and made sure they were good. And you know, I just thought it was just gonna be another like bad thunderstorm. I was gonna, I was gonna sleep good that day. Then the power went out, and uh, then, at uh, Walmart, yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> Our, uh, our management team and everybody did a really great job of getting of executing our severe weather plan and getting everybody uh, centralized in one location and and then you know our other supervisors we jumped into action to you know to do what we could to save product and then uh, then then we had to clear the building because of a gas leak and uh, again our our management team and our associates and supervisors team did a great job of getting everybody out of the building and making sure the building was empty. And um, making sure everyone was safe and sound. 
Um, it was a little nerve-wracking after, like, I, it took me till you know, later Monday night to just sort of sit there and go, I survived a tornado at work. Come on, somebody. Uh, you know, it was, it was, was kind of wild. He but by the shirt. time the, the tornado actually came through and hit in the uh, severe weather, uh, code black, as it's called in Walmart, uh, was given, the, the tornado had basically already happened. Like, the tornado sirens didn't even have time to go off. It, it felt like it was over in a matter of 10 or 15 seconds. So, yeah. Uh, not to, not to diminish the severity of it, it could have been so much worse. We're all very thankful uh, for the Lord's protection and His mercy because, uh, I mean, you know, we've heard of WalMarts being wiped off the map and uh, you know associates losing their life, but um, this was just some superficial damage, and you know everyone was was safe. So um, just very thankful that 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 everyone was okay. And um, yeah, it's just crazy that. I can now say that I survived a tornado in a Walmart in Alabama. I feel like you did it, man. I'm fulfilling some sort of stereotype. That's right. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it sounds like a movie. Like, it, it, yeah. it sounds like I, I mean I have so much, so many experiences working at night at Walmart. I could fill a book with them, and I may do that one day. But uh, poor yeah, Ju- poor Justin, Justin, our pizza guy, the man. His power was out all day. Yeah. The man who delivers pizza and wisdom to this studio yes. every Tuesday. Justin, <laughs> Thank we, you, Justin. Justin, we appreciate you here in the studio. So yes. just a quick shout-out to you. Justin Fry of Marco's Pizza. Yeah. who who? Is always, he is steady. He is He's ex- like that lighthouse in the middle yeah. of that storm. And so. he's just an example of the, <laughs> the friendly pizza delivery guys the that pizza will beacon. show up at your house if you order pizza. He's just a pizza beacon. Anyway. Uh, so we're talking about storms. I just thought it was so appropriate to open up yeah. like that. And storms come into every one of our lives. They're big, they're scary, and they make a lot of noise, right? And my ice worn... His ice cream melted. Ice cream. That's very sad, Justin. I'm sorry. I feel like that's your fault. Like My if, fault? No, his fault. Like, ice, the cream. ice cream melting is not the weather's fault. If no. ice cream starts to go, I'm just going to eat it. That's it's not going to have time to melt. He was at work. Sorry. Delivering pizza. To so, anyway, uh, so, so anyway, I, I love this scripture right here because it lets me know uh, reality right here. Jesus himself states this plainly. Uh, plainly. He's talking uh, in Matthew. He's talking to people about loving your enemies, and he goes on in Matthew five forty five, and he makes this statement that's so true because I think we all ask this questions. Why do evil people? Why do good things happen to evil people, right, Brad? Mm-hmm. And like, vice versa. Yeah, and vice versa. Yeah. Why do bad things happen to good people? It just doesn't make sense. And, Matt, and Jesus, this is Jesus talking. In that way, you will be acting as true children of your Father in Heaven. This is the point I want you to get. For He gives His sunlight to both evil and good, and He sends rain on the just and unjust alike. This is Jesus talking. Get that right there, because it, here's the answer to that question: Why do good Why do good people have to go through hard things? Why do Why do bad people get good things? Same thing like that. For he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. This is Jesus talking. In other words, no matter who you are, there will be good in your life. And there will be bad in your life. Any objections to that? No. <laughs> I've had good and bad in my life. Right, so. right. I, and I've never no met one anybody who's... That. Right. Everyone, no matter who you are, must go through storms in their lives. And I like what William Ward says here. He says, Adversity causes some people to break and others to break records. 
It's so true. You have two options when you go through chaos. And we all do. We all go through chaos in our lives. We all go through tragedy. We all go through struggles in our life. And, and, and we're given two options. And we don't always pick the right one, if we're totally honest. To, to break or to break records. And so I want to talk to you about lessons in the storm. Number one, I want to say this. Realize it is not by accident that you're in a storm. Okay, I'm not saying God brought this into your life, but I'm saying God's not caught off guard. Okay, It did not shock him that you're in this situation. And I use two stories in the Bible. Okay, One's out of, out of Mark chapter 4. Uh, it's, it's one, both of these stories are Jesus crossing over uh, the sea. One, he walks on water. One, he's riding in the boat. But the beginning of both of these scripture references start like this. Mark chapter 4, 35. As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. Jesus ordained this moment, okay? He, he set this up. Matthew 14, 22. This is the story of, of uh, Peter walking on the water, Jesus walking on the water. It says immediately after this, after they fed 5,000, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. So in both of these situations, what is Jesus doing? He is sending them over the sea, right? He's he's setting it up. He is. He's he's creating this moment. So here's my question to you guys. Do you think God is caught off guard that we are in certain storms in our lives? I think that he's quite the opposite. Yeah. He's prepared, and 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 I hope that I'm prepared when when a storm comes. Um, it this scripture shows that that God is is everything but caught off guard. That He orchestrates these things, and um, and James one uh, says when trials come, uh, it produces steadfastness, mm-hmm. and and so that's what God puts us through these storms for. But He creates yeah. these to to not to test us and he's not trying to break us but to to produce steadfastness and produce stronger faith yeah so when trials come when trials come and he yes. says that that's yeah. listen it doesn't to say that. if it like, says when when yeah i think that's an important mm-hmm. statement and i think he also does it to to prove himself to us you know i mean so that we can find him faithful and uh for us to grow cr- closer in relationship in addition uh to developing that endurance that that uh, brad's talking about um so yeah i feel like god is definitely not caught off guard and like we're saying he you know even some storms he even orchestrates yeah um never to harm us uh, that's not to say that god causes bad things to happen no um you know that's a different thing yeah. uh but some but whatever we walk through whatever storm we walk through he's with us uh like i said to bring us closer to him yeah and point number two, I want to say this. Often God asks us to do scary things in the storm. We go to Matthew chapter 14. We're talking about Peter crossing. crossing. Uh, they're crossing the sea. Jesus is not in the boat. Jesus, It says in the scripture, Jesus saw them from a distance struggling. Then he begins to walk on the water, okay? That's not normal. Okay, <laughs> we don't. It's very out of the ordinary. Right, Brad. I don't know if you walked on water yesterday or not, but, you know, I mean, if I could, I would, but it's just not happening. So even then, you know, it's like, oh, wow, this shouldn't be going on. So immediately they think Jesus is a ghost, right? 
Mm-hmm. It's a ghost. It's a phantom. No, you know this. And, and Jesus calls out, and Peter goes, "If you're God, if you're Jesus, tell me to get out of the boat and walk on the water." And he does. And Jesus and, and Peter walks on the water. Uh, as long as we keep our eyes on God, this is what I learned from this story. As long as we keep our eyes on God, we can keep going. But if we take them off of Him, because this is exactly exactly what happens to Peter here, he fell. Right. Mm-hmm. At least he tried, though. You know, I I know a lot of people give Peter sight. Why don't you just walk on the water? Why don't you just? Uh, why did you not trust God? Let's be honest. When we heard the wind and the waves, most of us would be like, "What am I doing? Like, what yeah. is this? Like, this is crazy." You know. And so then we'd start sinking. I I think all of us would go through that situation. So why do you think God asks us to do scary things in our Christian walk? God asks us to do scary things so that he can show so that he can put us in a place where his glory and his faithfulness shows through to yeah. us. Um sometimes we get in the way of what God's trying to do and um this is an instance where God can sort of if you will get in the way of what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he can show us like trust me and this is why. Sort of is how that is how that goes because if you like really trust him. He's going to provide. He's going to you know be there to help. Yeah. Like and to guide you, and you need him in these moments. And so that's what ultimately it's about us is him showing us that there's a need for him. That's good. And you know, just I guess this kind of echoes what Brad says. But I mean, I feel like he asked us to do it again to to prove to us that he is bigger than the storm. He's bigger than whatever we're dealing with and whatever we're going through, and that he is trustworthy. And uh, no matter the circumstances, uh, if he asks us to do something in the middle of those circumstances, that he's faithful to be with us and go before us, um, and that we can do whatever he asks us to do in faith and know that... um, Oh, lost my thought there. (laughs) Do whatever uh, he's asking us to do and do it in faith and knowing that, uh, that he'll be with us. Yeah. Last point is this: as long as he's in the boat, everything's going to be okay. And here's here's the other story. It's found in Mark chapter four, thirty-five through forty-one. It says, "As the evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let 'Let's cross to the other side of the lake.' So they took Jesus in the boat, and they started out, leaving the crowds behind. Although other boats followed him, but soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat, and it began to fill with water. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on the cushion." Listen, listen to this. I don't know about you. I get in a boat, and the waves start filling up the boat with water. I am wigging out. I, how you feel about that, Stephen? How you good situation? We're right there with you, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we were talking about earlier. We're gonna die. If there's like, ever a big tornado by Walmart, me and Jameson are getting the heck out of there. I don't know, like I don't know. I feel like I'd have been a lot like Jesus. I'd have just been trying to sleep. Like all right, y'all leave me alone. All right, all right. yeah. The super spirit. The waves can't hurt me if I'm asleep. <laughs> That's true. That's the logic I, I use. <laughs> Maybe. What you of. don't know won't kill you when it does kill you because you don't know. So these waves are Amen. so bad. <laughs> these waves are so bad. This storm is so scary that the waves are going into the boat, filling the boat up. The boat's starting to sink, okay? Now, this is how I want you to see how Jesus reacts because I think that's a normal reaction to wig out, okay? <laughs> The disciples woke him up, shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? 
When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Silence, be still. Suddenly, the wind stopped and there was a great calm. Then then he asked them, listen, this is Jesus' response. Then he says to his disciples, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? And the disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man? They asked each other. Even the wind and the waves obey him. Don't get that. Like, those are normal reactions. Right. And Jesus is like, Jesus is trying to take a nap. Still not have faith? Like, and, and to me, when Jesus, I, the boat is <laughs> filling up with water, and you're not waking up. You're like yeah. sleeping. <laughs> when I read this, I try to visualize it and put myself right. there. And I'm thinking, like, if I'm one of the people on the boat, and I'm like, Jesus, the ship is going to sink. There's a huge storm. And then he's like, silence, be still. It's like, okay. Yes, sir. And it's like, oh, wait, you were talking to, to the way. Oh, so. yeah. And then, like, then they really, and then he, and then, you know, he's like, are, do you have no faith? Do you not believe? Like, yeah. And that's just, it's an awesome, it's an awesome thing for me to think, you know, this actually happened to this group of mm-hmm. people. They got to see this firsthand. And I'm not sure what I would do if it were me. No. But, mm-hmm. um, you so know, what do you, what do you I, as you're talking about that, what do right. you think, what do you think the disciples learned from this experience? Simply, like, this is, this is a moment where they're like, Wow, who like who like the wind and the waves obey him? They've seen, um, they've seen remarkable things from Jesus, but they, they're like this. He is who he say who he says he is. Like, there's, there, it's all like they know who he is the whole time, but there's like things that just secure that that faith. And this is one of those things that teaches them just to have to, that they can have faith in Jesus, and he's not going to let them down. Yeah. And and this is a moment where if if this man just calmed this storm. Um, then what can't he be? What can't we rely on him for? What can he do? Right. Right. Yeah. Wow. Jameson? Yeah, and I think it, it goes to to speak to the fact that, like you said, if Jesus is in your boat, it doesn't matter what goes on around you because he's in control of it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes Jesus will calm the storm, and sometimes he just calms you yeah. and lets you sail on through. And he, he's like, you know, this, this situation... He did both. Room, <laughs> it might it might really really stink and it might really really be rough, but you're gonna be okay because I'm here and I'm with you and I, I I'm I'm here ride or die with you. Yeah, so good. So if you're out there, you're sitting in a storm. All of us go through them. I just challenge you. If Jesus is sitting in the boat, it's time to get him in there. Yeah, it's time time to let him be a part of it. Boat. And and God asks us to do scary things to grow us, and so. Also, another beautiful thing that grows you is Marco's Pizza. Mm. It's it's glorious. It has salads, desserts, subs, sides, beverages, and they're located at 7360 Highway 431, Suite 11, Albertville, so Alabama, and the shops of Albertville, 256-660-5666, or marcos.com. And in the studio, we have the privilege of having Todd Quinn and Hunter Lane how y'all doing, guys? Doing good. Good. We've been having a wonderful time. They've been eating Marcos. What'd you think? Delicious. Delicious. Very good. You was there like lamb on that or something? That was steak. That was awesome. That too. was steak on pizza. Is wow. your mind not blown? Very. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My life has changed. Anyway. <laughs> So Todd, he's in the band, so he's gonna write a song about it. Anyway, <laughs> so on the drums, uh, yes. <laughs> Why not? Is there you can write a song on the drums? Oh, you can. Yeah, it can be done. Uh, and so we have had a blast with these guys. They've already been uh, 
joking around, having a good time in the back and eating pizza. Nobody loses when they eat pizza, you know? Correct. Yeah. My waistline's taking kind of a hit. <laughs> Me and you that, both, Jameson. Other than that, you. I mean... Uh, but anyway... I'm going to go run around the building six or seven times and I'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, Hunter, tell us, how long have you been doing cheerleading? I've been doing cheerleading ever since I came to Gunnersville, really. Um, Which was when? First grade. <laughs> first grade? Yes, I've done peewee um, up until middle school and then all throughout middle school and to my sophomore year. So you're living the dream. Yes, sir. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, Todd, how long have you been doing drums? My dad started trying to show me a little bit because he was a drummer. Yeah. So he started trying to show me a little bit of stuff uh, probably about when I was eight or nine. Eight or nine. Yeah, wow. just like how to hold sticks and stuff. And then I was able to join the band program in sixth grade. Fantastic. And you've enjoyed it? Very much. Wow. Uh. And so, uh, Hunter, you've you've been doing cheering, so you've been going since you were in the first grade. Favorite yes, season ever? Uh, that's hard to say. I think maybe my eighth grade year. Thought you were going with the third grade. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Why was, was that third grade year? Because we got to go to that skate party and eat pizza. <laughs> <laughs> so, eighth grade, why? Um, because me and my friend got moved up to compete with varsity as yeah. middle schoolers, and nice. it was a lot of fun. Wow, out here making history! <laughs> so, like, what what was your favorite uh, season in your drumming? Probably last year. Last year, our program really kind of took off a little bit. Mm-hmm. We did a show that kind of followed a story, which not many people do in high school, at least. And uh, what what was the story? What was the show? Uh. The show was titled Haunted. Okay. And uh, it started out, this girl opens a book, and then it's like kind of Pandora's box. Ah, okay. Everything goes crazy, and then uh, she, the girl has to fight between both sides. And mm-hmm. uh, one side is portrayed by the dance line, and the other side is portrayed by the color guard. And then at the end, it all gets resolved and stuff like that. Oh, that's cool. Wow. Wow. That sounds like lots of fun. Was that... Was that, I mean, obviously it was different learning that piece of music, but I mean, did you feel, how did, did it make you feel more like a part of the show? Like, how did, how, what, what was so special about it? Well, part of what was so special is that it was like kind of the hardest music we had had. Mm-hmm. Our director really uh, realizes that we have a lot of talent with the percussion at Gunnersville and lets us uh, kind of push ourselves. So mm-hmm. it was kind of cool to have parts that were harder than just about anybody around us even in uh bands that were bigger than us we were you know playing some really crazy stuff and uh it was it was kind of cool because you could see through the music where there was parts that was fitting in with the storyline and uh that was that was really cool to see Mm -hmm. hunter what is your favorite thing about being on the cheer team that's hard to say there's so many things i love but probably my favorite is just the way that cheerleaders have an impact on like younger kids too, and in the, in the community, and that you can just show them what it can be like to be a cheerleader, and what you know, it, it's not all about cheerleading. It's about teamwork and friendship, and being a role model to so many, and really just becoming who you are through being a part of a team. Wow, 
And same thing for you, Todd. What What's your favorite thing about being a part of the drum line, the band, all of that stuff in, included? <laughs> <laughs> like, the band world is completely different from anything I've ever been a part of. Like, I've played football and stuff like that, but just, like, peewee stuff. And uh, But when I got to band, I made some friends that I'll have probably for the rest of my life. Did Hunter ever cheer for any of your teams back in the... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, because my brother was on his team. And yeah, I yeah. For my brother. There you go. <laughs> How? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably like A team or B team or mm-hmm. some, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Just made a connection in the room. So anyway, so favorite thing about being with the band and everything? There, it's just a lot of really good people most of the time. Like depending on which program we've built our program and there's some high caliber people like if you uh if the school calls for top 10 to go anywhere or do anything half of our band goes Mm. and so like just the type of people that are in band it's really smart and most of them are very nice and Mm -hmm. i talk to all of them that i know of and yeah they're just fun to be around camaraderie of it just makes you that much closer and makes it that much more fun i would imagine oh yeah um so like what has been the biggest thing you've learned from another band member like and 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 i guess this question will go for hunter too like what's what's something another cheerleader has taught you in the you know just as you've been coming up and as you you guys have been you know developing your talent uh who's somebody that's maybe helped you or somebody that's you've learned something from which are whichever one of y'all want to go first yeah all right uh Wyatt Petrie I started uh marching band with him mm-hmm. uh the summer before seventh grade and uh we've always kind of had that friendly competition where we try to push each other to do better and do things like that and he's taught me a lot he's extremely talented with drum set mm-hmm. he plays in our jazz band he's the drum set player and uh the way he's not happy with some of the stuff I couldn't ever think about doing and wants to get better mm-hmm. like he does is pretty cool. He quotes Neil Peart a lot. I think it was Neil Peart, <laughs> but uh, said, I don't understand. This is not a direct quote, but he said, I don't understand when uh, somebody plays something very hard or very intricate, uh, how they just want to quit playing. That makes me want to go practice. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm always pushing him to get better, and he's always pushing me to get better, and that's mm-hmm. that's one thing I really like and that I've learned from him. Hunter, what is your favorite drill at cheer practice? Like favorite drill to go through every time? Um, I think probably our favorite drill is warming up stunts. Warming up stunts because even though like sometimes warm warming up you know, stunt doesn't always work out the first time, and so. Even when we try to fight for something to keep it up, just in warm-ups, like, it's already, like, the beginning of a practice and already something that you know you've accomplished at the very beginning of that practice. Wow. And um, and just really just bonding with everybody on the team and encouraging everybody no matter what. So how many flips can you do without having to stop? <laughs> I, think, I know you counted, okay? <laughs> I think the most I've ever done... Uh, back handsprings. I did round off thirteen back handsprings. Holy I cow. think. Goodness. <laughs> Todd, 
Todd, how many back handsprings can you do? <laughs> you know, I've been practicing. I don't know. So, <laughs> so I could probably so one. get... Yeah, uh, that might Half be pushing it a little bit. You have to go apply that new parent quote. He's got to go practice. That's right. you got to go practice. That's right. <laughs> just imagine how cool it would be if you could just round off like 13 times and then hit the drum. That, I'm going to do that next time. Yeah. Next year's show, it's coming to you, 2020. Yeah, it's, it's about to get real. Flips and hits some symbols, Flips baby. Flips and hits. So fantastic. Flips, that's what it'll be called. Flips yeah, and hits with Todd Quinn. Right so, so I want to talk, talk about y'all's hobbies. So you like to hunt and fish when you're not playing drums. Which is all the time. Hunt and fish or playing drums? Playing drums. Playing drums. So once a year you get to go hunting and fishing. So well, I've got a pond close to my house that's on some family land, so I like to go out there. Yeah. So what do you do in your spare time, hunting? I love hunting and fishing too, as well. Awesome! And, wow, there you go. And I really love spending time with my family. Okay. And friends. Wow. So so that's what that's what you do on the side. To, at, well, I mean, we live in Gunnersville. It's kind of <laughs> <laughs> everywhere. You catch and kill, man. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's the way of life. Way of life here. So, and, and I found, I, I saw this on here, Hunter, which you, uh, best in class, Allstate? Yes. Some of the awards that you've received. Uh, as a drumline, we get, when we go to band competitions and stuff like that, we get uh, best in class, which is... They have best-in-class band and stuff, but they also do captions. And so we get best-in-class drumline. We've got it at every competition we've been at for two or three years now. Wow. Uh, we got it at J- Jacksonville State's University. Uh, is that Mid-South? Uh, we got it at Mid-South this okay. year. And then I think Jacksonville's is Contest of Champions. Mm-hmm. And we got it there this year, which was pretty cool. Nice. Awesome. Uh, and Hunter, tell me uh, some achievements, awards, uh, any awards you've received, achievements you've been able to accomplish last few years with the cheer team, or, or, or anything else for that. We've gone to nationals twice, which was like the first for Gunnersville, really. It's awesome. Um, yes, sir. And Big I've competed deal. on both of those teams, and it was a wonderful experience. And um, I've, I was. Um, a two-time homecoming attendant these past two years. There you go. So, <laughs> living the dream, living mm-hmm. the dream. So, like, I want to get back to y'all's hobbies for a second. Like, what is the biggest fish you guys have ever caught? This is the one time it's okay to lie. <laughs> no, it's not. No, because everybody lies a little bit when they talk about fish. Well, when I was little, I was helping my dad fish, right? This big. <laughs> he, he caught one that was from about here to the floor. Oh, it was a catfish. Catfish, I was about to say. It was the biggest fish I've ever seen in my life. Could have swallowed you at the time, I'm sure. Probably. It's very Hunter. intimidating. Yeah, I I was out um, tubing one day on the lake. And you know like how people like noodle? Like they'll like tie a string to a noodle and then put chicken liver or something on the end of it and just drop it in the middle of the lake. No, I've never heard of that, but yeah, I really? just learned something new, Jameson. <laughs> anyway, that's how a lot of people in Gunnersville do that, and we used to do it all the time. And so I was tubing one day, and we saw a noodle, and it kept going up and under, and it would go under for a really long time. And so I was the only one out on the tube. My dad was like, "Hunter, grab that noodle, grab the noodle, and see what's on it." And so I grabbed it, and he's like pulling me back into the boat. And <laughs> Dad was like, "Here, hand me the noodle." I was like, "No, I'm getting out of the water first. And then he pulls it up, and it was a humongous catfish. Like he was holding it by the gills, and it was like. 
from his head to his feet. Wow. It was huge. Wow. Man. Man, he threw you in there to do it, though. Here, <laughs> 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 risk your life, Hunter. Check this out. <laughs> Jaws! <laughs> yeah, I was like, get me out of the water first. Yeah. So I'm I think not I want in the boat. <laughs> thing. Please, please put me in the boat. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we are going to go to some music real quick, but before we do, we want to talk about that fantastic, fantastic, fantastic <laughs> place, Marco's Pizza. They have salads, desserts, subs, sides, beverages located at 7360 Highway 431, Suite 11, 11. Albertville 11, Albertville, Alabama. You said 11, I said it again. Anyway, at the shops of Albertville, 256-660-5666 or marcos.com. Let's hit some music. Here's Ashes Remain with all of me. getting very dangerous in this studio if you could see the facebook live and you can you can go to uh you can go to at varsity radio show on facebook on and you can facebook. watch jameson uh scare me with the way he's throwing darts over brad's head uh talk about how scared you are <laughs> brad doesn't it's seem okay. concerned anyway uh so. i wouldn't be either i'm i'm accurate sure. deadly accurate sure uh anyway uh, we're back with our interview with two fantastic people, Todd Quinn and Hunter Lane. And so we're going to get to the good stuff right here. We want to know about an embarrassing moment that happened to you, uh, especially if it had to do with your sport or activity or anything you do in that sport. It doesn't have to happen during the activity. It could be during practice on the bus, uh, in between, whatever. But uh, we want to hear about it. So I'm going to start with you, Hunter. Uh, the most <laughs> the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to me, I think, would probably be we were playing a basketball game. We were cheering for a basketball game at DAR, and it was like a really big game, and it was really intense at the end. And there were only like a few minutes left, and like it was a timeout, and the cheerleaders will go and tumble or something during a timeout. And me and my friend went and did round off four back handstrings and spelled out cats, and then some girls from DAR went and then a boy got out of the student section at DAR and did a back tuck and so they're like oh my gosh Hunter go 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 because it was like a competition at this point okay oh, and so well, I was already he threw down the gauntlet of challenge <laughs> and Hunter was going out there to beat him with it <laughs> well it didn't actually work out because I was already tired from doing the round off four back handsprings because I had just got done so this was not when you got 13 back handsprings right? no sir <laughs> no and it was like the whole gym was watching me, and I went out there to do a back tuck, and I didn't land it, and everybody started laughing. Like, the whole gym started oh, laughing. Man. I was like, oh, my gosh. Wow. Can you imagine if she would have done... You people are heartless. <laughs> Can you imagine if she would have done 13 of them in a row after this dude did a back tuck? Then, like, it would have just been like, boy, sit down. <laughs> Stop! He would have just, just sat down and started crying. Wouldn't have left the stadium or the the gym. Just stayed there on Monday morning. Just sat there in defeat. Yeah. This like thousand yard stare on this. Hunter, face. we believe in you here at the Varsity Radio Show, so we want to see a reenactment of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Todd, uh, tell us about your most embarrassing moment. My most embarrassing moment with the marching band would be my first year marching tenors, and tenors is five drums and it's a lot heavier than pretty much any other drum that we march and uh i was walking up the stadium 
And I forgot what performance this was for. It might have just been a football game or something. But uh, I was walking up, I think, after halftime. So I had already carried the drums into the stadium, played halftime. My back was wore out. My legs were done. And uh, I was walking up. And, you know, at Gunnersville, they have the steps. And then you walk over, and it's got the steeper, like, places you sit at the stadium. And so I decided with the drums on, that I was going to try to step up one of those. And I, I was confident I was going to make it. I had a guy behind me, and I said, all right, you watch. If I start falling, grab me. And I didn't think nothing of it. And so I just jumped up there, and my leg buckled. Oh, and I no. fell with the drums on top of me, and I fell down like two flights and no. held the tenors up so they ended up not touching anything. And Ugh. it hurt. Damn. Wow. What did you do to the guy that wow. was like, I'll catch you, bud? <laughs> well, see, I fell the opposite way. Oh, okay. Uh, I still would have been mad at him. <laughs> this is your responsibility. You, now, you, you put another mind. one on our, our pre-question thing, and this yeah. had nothing to do with your sport. You want to talk about that? Well, I, <laughs> I, uh, I sing at our church sometimes. I lead singing. Yeah. And uh, my dad's... Recently started pastoring a church, and so they asked me to lead singing that night, and I got up there, and I asked for any requests for, like, oh. songs, and that, that was the worst that, thing that I was the bad, That was your first that, mistake that right the there. the worst mistake you Don't ask that question. Make. Yeah, and uh, they, they called out some song that I'd never heard before, and so I got, <laughs> I got up there, and I was trying to Google, listen to the piano. Google, I need now. <laughs> trying to listen to the piano, and then... The piano goes up real high, and I try to go up with it, and my voice just cracks, <laughs> and it was loud. <laughs> and it was so out of tune, and I was I was disappointed in myself. Wow. Jesus still loves you. That's okay. <laughs> so make a joyful noise. Yeah. That's right. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> good. So, yeah, I can't, how, I mean, did you get any songs that you knew, like, that night? Did you, the ones I picked. Right, right. And then I asked for requests, like, twice, and then turned it over. <laughs> it's like, I don't think I'm ever going to ask for a request again. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Hunter, not to throw you under the bus, but you got any away from cheerleading embarrassing stories? Um... I have plenty. I just can't think of one off the top of my <laughs> that head. That time you didn't die from picking catfish out of the water. That was, <laughs> that was not embarrassing. That was impressive. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so tell me, what is one of the greatest... Tell me the greatest lesson that your coaches have taught you. The greatest lesson I think my coach has taught me. My coach is Melanie Yancey. And she has taught me to never get frustrated with things that aren't working out. Because, I mean, everything's going to be okay, no matter what. And if you can just figure out how to fix it and stay calm and stay focused, everything's going to be okay. Good lesson. Uh, probably just to take things slow. Uh, when we work music, we sometimes I try to learn things too fast, and then I end up messing, in, messing everything up, and I apply that to my life a lot, and... If I'm presented with a problem or something, I try to take it slow and look at every part of it and try to figure it out that way instead of just rushing in head first, trying to get it done as quickly as I can. I want to be able to do things right. It's good. Okay, I'm going to give Hunter a chance to answer the question I asked earlier. But who's somebody that you have looked up to that has helped you? Um, I know you, you said 
I mean, apart from your coach, um, that's that's helped you um, to where you are now, or this maybe even pushed you to to want to be better than you are as far as cheerleading or, or or whatever goes. My parents really have played a huge role in really making me who I am because they've given me so much guidance in everything I do. And if I ever have any questions, like I always go straight to my mom or my dad, depending mm-hmm. on the situation, and they always have exactly what I need to the guidance that I need. And um, in majority of the time I pray, and it really, really helps just to see guidance. And my parents really have played a huge role in making me who I am and always pushing me to be better. So good. Good answer, Todd. I think he uh, he answered this question yes, earlier. So, um, like, I guess my question to you is, where do you see yourself? Do you see yourself taking drumming anywhere in the future? Where Where do you want drumming to take you? I want. I kind of always wanted drumming to like be my job. I guess because mm-hmm. that's really one thing I love. And you know, everybody says do something you love, you'll never work. work a day in your life. Yeah. So uh, I want to go to Jacksonville and be a percussion major and be a music ed major and then be able to have my own band someday and help teach. Awesome. That's fantastic. And just to let you know, Blue Man Group is always there too. Yes. Yeah, that would be an amazing job. (laughs) That would be incredible. (laughs) Or if Rent ever comes back. Or Stomp. Stomp, not Rent. Oh, my my bad. Rent. My bad, guys. Stomp. (laughs) What is Rent? I get those two confused. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. There you go. Stomp would be amazing. Yeah. Hunter, where do you want to? Where do you want cheerleading to take you? Do you have any as, aspirations from it or anything like that? I would love to cheer in college, um, and really just whatever God has in store after that. But um, I love helping others like tumble and teaching them how to tumble. Like I teach my little sister and her friends how to tumble, and hopefully in the future to do that with other little kids. And the last question, we'll, we're going to move on to another part of the show, but let me ask you this. If you could leave one lesson for the underclassmen under you, when it's all said and done, when you graduate high school, what do you want to be known for? What do you want that lesson to be? What do you What do you want people to remember about you? Um, one lesson I'd give to the underclassmen is to... Never get caught up in the things that seem popular or seem what's cool now because everything really that's considered trendy or popular is going to be gone within a few weeks or months. And just hold on and really focus on trying to do the wholesome things in life and work on your character and who you are as a person and really always have good relationships between people and treat others the way that you would want to be treated. So good. I said, reminds me of a meme I saw. It says, treat others the way Chick-fil-A would treat you. <laughs> <laughs> My pleasure. Do unto others as Chick-fil-A would do unto you. Amen. It's good. Anyway, <laughs> Todd? What was the question? The, the question <laughs> is, as you leave, so this is your junior year. Right. You're about to go into your senior year, right? Yes, sir. Okay. We hope. Okay. <laughs> I believe in you, Todd. I believe in you. You got this. So Todd's going to go into his senior year. When you graduate high school, what do you want to be known for? What do you want to leave? What do you? I mean, what do you want your legacy at Gunnersville High School to be? I want my legacy to be just that I push those around me to be the best that they could be. Uh, in Drumline, we don't really accept if you go out and party and do all that and 
you can't come to practice because you feel terrible because of some bad choices you made or something. And I just I want everybody to know that my expectations for them were to be the best that they could be and that I want them to hold me to the same standard that I hold them and mm-hmm. that I w- want to hold myself to that same standard. Wow. So good. Well, you heard it from these two. They are amazing athletes. We have really enjoyed having you guys. And so thank you so much for being here. Thank you guys for having us. Yes, sir. Yeah, thank you. We have such high character athletes come in here. Like, when are we going to get some just garbage people? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to know. Wow. <laughs> Can't <laughs> believe he asked that. Anyway. <laughs> some trivia for you to call in an answer. Um, so this, the way this works is that I have a question, and you're going to call in and answer that first question and answer two more. Uh, they're going to be pretty easy. You can find yourself winning two tickets to the Boaz 9 Cinema. The tickets are good for any movies except for uh, blackout movies, which are like the sellout, like the, the midnight premieres or whatever, and mm-hmm. then 3D movies. Those are the ones that are like coming out to get you, eat your popcorn with you. Yeah. This um, is so a good little deal, you know why? Why? You know why? why? Tell us, Seth. Because Endgame's coming out. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exciting. Tickets could get you in the end game. Mm-hmm. And Boaz 9, again, I'll say, has one of the best viewing experiences. Really like, cool, The shape actually. of their theaters. Like, it's like this... Uh, semicircle. Yeah, it's like a semicircle. So you're all gathered around the screen. you got the great view of the screen from anywhere in the in the building. It and really so, like, is Instead impressive. of being like a straight like rectangle, yeah. and like you're in the corner, yeah. and you're like having to like break your neck to watch, it's just like right there in front of you. You don't have to, you don't have to sit uncomfortably in any seat in the Boaz 9 Cinema Theater. Right. Sitting Very comfortably is not required, but it happens anyway. Sitting comfortably, <laughs> yep. All right, so the way you win these tickets is by answering this first question and then two more. So the first question is, what temperature does water boil at? I will accept either Celsius, Fahrenheit, or both. You can tell me, <laughs> what temperature does water boil at? You can call 256-505-0885 and answer that question. Two tickets to Boaz Nine Cinemas. You know you want to play. Come on. You're on the Varsity Radio Show. Who am I talking to? Keith Hudson. My brother. All right. <laughs> I promise I did not send any answers or anything. Um, so He's actually listening. We'll do an so, integrity check just to be sure. Heath, what temperature does water boil at? 212 degrees Fahrenheit, 100 degrees Celsius. That is correct. How much is it degrees Celsius height? Follow-up question. How do you know that? He also, <laughs> yeah, we talked over him a little bit. He gave me the answer in Kelvin as well. Whoa. How sophisticated. Show wow. off. Overachiever. Yeah. All right, Heath. How many dots are on a pair of dice total? A pair. A pair of dice? Yes. A pair of dice. It's going to take you a minute. Yeah, we, Paradise. we accounted yeah, for the minute. Two tickets to Paradise. He's Googling <laughs> it right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or pulling out. This calculator. One plus two. Hey, Brad, while he's doing that, will you sing a song? 42 is correct. (laughs) Yeah. You're supposed to take longer, (laughs) Heath. Wanted to hear Brad sing. And then who said that energy equals mass times the speed of light squared? That was good old Albert Einstein. That was good old Albert Einstein. Congratulations. You've won yourself two tickets to the Boaz 9 Cinema. Honest Al. And if you need a date, I'm available. (laughs) Wow. Because I I love the Boaz 9 Cinema. I'd be honored for you to take me with you. <laughs> Did we just have like a theater proposal there? Like, uh, what, what just happened here? Anyway, Heath. hey Heath, we're so glad that you were listening to us, man. Thank, thanks for calling. Oh, in. Heath, tell hey, tell the varsity oh, yeah, viewing okay. audience about where your robotics team is going. 
Hey, we're going to the World Championships in Houston, the 17th to the 20th. Yeah, so if you remember Heath and Randy, they were on the show a few weeks ago. They were talking yeah. about uh, how they aspire to go to the World Championships. It was right uh, before your regional tournament? Yeah. Yeah, so it was right before your regional tournament, and uh, they actually went, showed, showed up there, did well. Uh, did not win at regionals, but then got invited uh, because of how well they performed to the International World Championships. So it'll be in Houston, Texas, and uh, we will post a link that where you can where you can uh, watch their matches closer to time. So they'll release that link, and you can actually go watch the robotics match. There you go. So congratulations to Dragon Slayers Robotics, and congratulations to you, Heath. You've won two tickets to the Boaz Nine Cinema. That's right. But Thank we're you very much. But we're all winners here at the var- at the varsity because we get to partake in the glorious, wonderful pizza of Marcos. In the interest of professional courtesy, uh, yes, pizza, salads, sides, subs, desserts, beverages, and anything else you can imagine in the pizza world uh, mm-hmm. is there at Marcos. Uh, they're located at seventy three sixty Highway four thirty one Suite. 11 Albertville Alabama in the shops of Albertville their number is 256-660-5666 they're also available at marcos.com they deliver anywhere from the Gunnersville River Bridge to the South Sardis line and if you tell them the varsity sent you you won't be disappointed that sound means it's time for me well the That one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not the waves means it's time for me to tell you where you can find us throughout the week on social media without all the other distracting sounds. Um, on Facebook, unofficial Sounds like Dory from Nemo, right? <laughs> no. Anyway, go ahead. On Facebook, uh, the Varsity Radio Show, unofficial the Varsity Radio Show, where we do our live stream and keep you guys updated, as well as on Instagram at varsity underscore radio underscore show and on Twitter at varsity radio. 885. So you can go like us and follow us there. Uh, also, we have podcasts that are posted the day after the show happens, and all of the podcasts are up on iTunes Podcasts and Google Play Podcasts. We're the Varsity Radio Show there. So you, you can subscribe and share with your friends. Uh, if you're missing us and you really want to hear our voices, that's where you need to go. Um, so it's been a great show today. Fun. Yeah. It's I been was- a lot of fun. We have a PSA from the Tornado King himself. If uh, if you find yourself in a uh, Walmart inside uh, while the tornado is happening, don't do that. <laughs> don't like, be there. Yeah, but don't be if, there. And also, Marcos, you should do that instead of being in a Walmart in the middle of a tornado. How be- fun would it be to eat pizza and watch a tornado? I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Like, if you're a storm chaser, I, f- I hear the best storm chasing fuel is Marco's Pizza. Um, <laughs> there it is. What we need to do, we need to come up with a list of a thousand things that we would rather eat Marco's Pizza than do. That's good. I, I feel like we could do that pretty easily. Yeah. yeah. Uh, fill that list up quick. Fill the list up quick because they have so many things. So many things that is in pizza, salad, subs, sides, desserts, and beverages. Uh, again, they're located... Uh, their dining room is located at 7360 Highway 431, Suite 11 in Albertville, Alabama, at the Shops of Albertville. Their number is 256-660-5666. They're at marcos.com. They deliver uh, anywhere from the Gunnersville River Bridge to the South Sardis Line. And uh, if you tell them the Varsity Radio Show sent you, you'll be very happy with that decision. Hey, we're so glad that you listened into the Varsity 885 JFM today. 
Listen, come back and join us next Tuesday, same time, same place, 2.30 to 4.30. We're going to have the Marshall Christian Stallions in here. It's going to be a great day, so we'll see you back next Tuesday. Same place, same time. Stay classy and don't you go changing.